hallelujah. We're going to give you a few minutes to get your Bibles, your pens, and your pads ready as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, as SoundCloud listeners, get your Bible. Get the Bible on your iPad, the Bible on your phone. I'm going to ask the covenant partners, get your Bible. Get the Bible on your iPad. Get the Bible on your phone. Because we're getting ready to go into the word of the Lord. And that's important. Oh, the word is always important. That's what we live by. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Thank you, Jesus. If we're going to label SoundCloud, if you're keeping a journal, we're going to be talking about how the Feast of the Lord are in the Old and New Testament. And we want to talk a little bit this morning about why we're talking about the feast. Amen? We need to know why we're talking about them. It, it appears that our messages are centered around the Jew, the Gentile, and the church. And there's a reason for that. Amen? When you read the Holy Bible, it is going to be divided into talking about the Jewish people, the Gentiles, and the church. Amen? Amen. So we want to talk about the feast today and how they're in the Old and New Testament. And we're just going to be going back and forth over a few things just to kind of lay a foundation. We've been kind of talking about it um, more and more. Uh, but today we want to just kind of dive right in there. Now, as you know, as Christians, we've entered into days leading up to what is called the holy days. And those holy days are where Jesus partook of the Passover, uh, Good Friday, uh, his um, death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, very important, his resurrection. Um, so uh, these feasts tie in to uh, Jesus Christ. I, let's go, first of all, to Matthew. That's where I want to go. I want to go to Matthew first. That's where I want to go. I want to go to Matthew... And we'll take our time as everyone is coming in. That's wonderful. We're glad everybody is coming in. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And those of you, uh, um, amen, if you're standing, you need to get a chair. Amen? Amen. Get a chair and be comfortable. I'm all about comfort. I'm sorry. Amen. All right. Let's go to Matthew, the 21st chapter first, all right? And if you're just coming in, we're just getting started. We're so glad you're here. We'll give you a minute to get your Bible, pens, and pads ready. And this morning, if you're keeping a journal, we're going to be talking about the Feast of the Lord or in the Old and New Testament. 
we want to connect the feast of the Lord with the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because it really does connect. Amen? And I think knowledge is really powerful. I think the more we know about our God, the, the, the better understanding we get of him, the better we have the foundation to stand on. Amen? Amen. That's what I believe. So if you go to Matthew, the 21st chapter, this is the chapter that tells us about Jesus first coming into Jerusalem. Okay? And we want, and you know, so many times growing up, when we first got into the church, you know, what we knew was Jesus came to save us from our sins. But as we dive deeper into the word of God, we are finding out that Jesus came for so much more. So what we're going to do in one message today, we're going to show you in the scriptures how he not only came to die for our sins, but he came to fulfill the feast, and he also brought in the kingdom. Amen. And we got scriptures to prove it. Amen? Amen. So it, it's not going to be long, and you, you know, because we're not going to bore you, but we just want you to see how beautiful our salvation really is. Amen? Amen. All right, so it says, Matthew 21st chapter, and we're talking about Jesus riding into Jerusalem this is his first coming in. What is he coming for? He's getting ready. You won't believe it, but he's getting ready to celebrate Passover. Amen. So when you read Passover in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament. Amen. Okay? So okay, nobody can come in and say, oh, pastor, you're preaching outdated material. Not so. Jesus Christ celebrated Sabbaths, Passover, uh, uh, Pentecost, all of those. Amen? Amen. So, Matthew 21 and 1, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find a donkey tied, and a coat with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say out unto you, you shall say, The Lord had need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto the meek and sitting upon a donkey and the coat, the fold of a donkey. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Now, I want you to recognize something. Notice um, Isaiah says, the prophet Isaiah says, Tell the daughters of Zion, of Jerusalem, of, of, of God's kingdom, behold, your king cometh. Notice he didn't say your lamb is coming, your, 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 your savior is coming. Now, he does throughout the Old Testament, but he, he goes ahead and writes it in there. He goes ahead and just puts it down. Hey, your king is on the way. Amen. So Jesus Christ is a king. Amen. He is a king. Amen. And it says, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the donkey and the coat and put on them their clothes and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and laid them in the way. That's your palms. Okay, that's your palms. And in one scripture, it literally says they cut down palm leaves and put them in the street. Amen. All these things are in the Bible. Amen? All right. And it says, and the, and the multitude that went before, 
and that follow cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Notice what they say. Isaiah put down, Your king is coming. But the people wrote, but, but Matthew put down, Jesus, no, the people said, the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. So that means they didn't even know who he was. They didn't even know who Jesus was. But today, as the body of Christ, we are to know who Jesus is. Amen. He's priest, prophet, and king. Amen. You might want to write that down. He's priest, prophet, and king. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to go to the book of Leviticus. I want to establish that with Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to God. All right, so now we're going to Leviticus. You need a Bible in this church. You need an iPad with the Bible or your phone with the Bible. Amen. All right, we want to go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, okay? Amen, all right. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3, Leviticus 23, verses 1 through 3, and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord. Say this with me. Say, The feast, the feast. or of the Lord. This is not man-made. Man Don't let anybody tell you that. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, that's just man-made. No, it is not. The, the word of God says, these are the feast of the Lord. That, that's what it says, amen? So he says, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. And we talked about that word um, convocation, remember? It's the calling of a solemn assembly. Amen. And in Hebrew, it is pronounced, it is spelled M-I-Q-R-A, but it is pronounced Mikra, Mikra, which means rehearsal. So every time we come to church on Sunday, every time there's a solemn assembly called, and it's called every Sunday, guess what? This is the rehearsal. So if you can't stay awoke now, if we can't hear the word now, if we can't enjoy the word now, if we can't stand on our feet and praise Jesus now, if we don't want to come to church now, but you're talking about you ready for eternity. And I'm going to say this again because I told somebody this on the weekend and they was like, what? Your spirit is saved. Your soul and your body is not saved. Jesus Christ left the responsibility to us to renew our soul by the word of God. Amen. Not by fables, not by cartoons, not by joking around with our neighbors. He says, by you renew your soul, the renewing of your mind by the word of God. 
So that means everybody who don't come, you don't want to come to church on Sunday. You don't want to hear the word. You too busy Monday through Saturday. I want you to really think about this. That means you're not renewing yours. That's a serious problem. That's a serious problem to have all these people who don't want to hear the word of God. That's too boring. We'd rather jump over chairs. Okay, well, get the word first, and you'll have something to jump about. Get the word first. You'll have something to rejoice about. It's not a lot to rejoice about. You would think Mobile has become Miami Vice. Shooting out of cars while you driving. One car on one side, hey, we just shoot. Going down. Get jumping out your car, shooting at the police like you're on Miami Vice. They should have turned that song, I can feel it coming in the night. word. I don't know why we don't want the word. That's boring. Well, guess what? That's what the devil said too. So we're in a rehearsal. This is a rehearsal for what? The millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Church, the, on Sunday morning, we come to the worship center because we're in a rehearsal for the millennium reign And for eternity. The word prepares us. The, the sanctuary, this is where we rejoice on Sunday morning. This is where we sing our praises, give our testimonies unto the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done. This is where we thank him. Lord, I thank you for the worship center. I thank you for the word that comes forth. I thank you. Hey, hallelujah. This is where you bring your Bible. This is where you bring your phone with the Bible, your iPad with the Bible. And you, we become a student of the word of God. So when rehearsal is over, we got it down pat. Yeah, Lord. So we're talking about the feast of the Lord and how they relate to Jesus Christ. We're talking about the feast of the Lord and how Jesus, when he rode into Jerusalem, he didn't just come into Jerusalem just to die for our sins. He came to fulfill the feast in the Old Testament, and he also came to usher in the kingdom. We're going to give you the scripture in a minute. Amen? Amen. So we're in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. We just read verses 1 and 2. We're going to read verse 3. He says, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. At holy convocation, you shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Now, we talked about that. Amen? But for just purposes, we're going to go back over that. We, we are not seven-day Adventists. We don't have to worship on Saturday. And we explained that. The reason why we don't have to worship on Saturday is because Jesus arose on Sunday morning. 
And when Jesus got up out of the grave, according to the scripture, he brought in a new day. Somebody say he brought a new day in. Say so it's called the eighth day. So we are Christians. We are Christ followers. And so we celebrate it. And we come to service on Sunday. And we explained it. A lot of people don't understand how in the world could Jesus be in the grave uh, three days and three nights and he, he went in there on Friday. He didn't go in, in on Friday. I tell you, if God ain't good, I tell you, God is a good God. That, that year, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, it was a double Sabbath. Now, let me show you how it worked. Let me show you how good God is. When I was doing the lessons and putting some programs together, I realized that the first Sunday of April is communion. Amen? So God told me, he says, write it like this. Put on there, palm, uh, 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 yeah, the Palm Sunday and communion. Palm Sunday communion, because it's all going to be in And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, okay. So just like sometimes events fall on the same day, on that particular Wednesday in that year when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, it was a double Sabbath. So he actually went in the grave late Wednesday night, or you know what I'm saying, in, in the evening, and then he was in there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and he arose on Sunday morning. Amen. And we explained this. The Jewish people's Sabbath is on Saturday. They call it the seventh day. Jesus didn't get up on the seventh day. He got up on the eighth day. Ha-shakata. All right? So let me just go over this. Sabbath. The Sabbath rest. Sabbath means a day of religious observances and abstinence from work. I'm going to say that again. It is a day of religious observance and abstinence from work. That means we are given six days to do everything we want to do. And when Sunday comes, everything ought to be put on hold till I go to church. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pastor didn't write it. Pastor didn't write the Bible. The Holy Ghost spoke and men and women wrote the Bible. It is a command of God that we work six days. That, and, and basically, we bring it into 2022 terms. You do whatever you want to do in six days, but on Sunday, it, it, it must be put aside and you come to church first. Amen. Then when service is over, you, you go on back and do what you want to do. If you want to go to work in the afternoon, you go. But really, he gave it to us for a rest time. He gave it to us for a rest time. He says, I gave you Sunday as a Sabbath of rest. To, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not only just to rest, but to come and worship me because I created a day with all your provisions in it. Yeah. Do you hear me? Yeah. Huh? So you're wrong. You're wrong for doing all your business on Sunday. I go to church next time, and we don't see you no more to Easter. But we're going to leave the light on for you. We'll be here Resurrection Sunday morning when you come through that door. And then I got to preach a year of sermon because you hadn't been here. Right, yeah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. See, 
We're supposed to be in church on Sunday. When church is over, then you're supposed to go somewhere. You can enjoy your family. You can watch TV. You can eat your meals. But not on the Lord's timing. Say that with me. Say the Sabbath is a day of religious observance and abstinence from work. Okay? Now, it is kept by Jews. It is kept. You are not a Jew. If you were not born, if your parents were not Jews, you're not a Jew. Neither are you a Gentile. You only are a Gentile if you are not saved. If you're not saved, you're still a Gentile. Once you get saved, you become the church. You become the church. (laughs) You become the body of Christ. Any Jew that gets saved, they're no longer of the Judaism uh, religion. They become Messianic Jews. What does that mean? The Messiah's Jews, Jesus Christ people. So so that's why the Bible is um, 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 divided into talking about the Jewish people, the Gentiles, and the church. Jesus came also not only to fulfill the feast, not only to forgive us of our sins, not only to usher in the kingdom, but he also came in to bring in what is called the church. So you're not a Jew, you're not a Gentile, you are the body of Christ. And the Bible says if you be Christ, then it connects you to the entirety of Abraham's lineage. And Abraham's seed and blessings. That's deep. So I am a Christian. So you better start talking up. I am a Christian. What does that mean? I follow Christ. I follow his word. I follow his sayings. I am a, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you want to get technical, yes, I am a Sabbath day worshiper. Jesus arose on the eighth day. On Sunday morning, Sunday morning is the Christian's Sabbath. So that means I abstain from work and I rest. I go to the house of worship. You got six days to do everything you need to do. Everything. You want to wait till Sunday to wash your car. What? You want you want to wait till Sunday to launch your boat. You want to wait till Sunday, and you so tired, you, you can't even get up out the bed. And the Lord looking at you said, you're missing your rehearsal. You're missing your rehearsal. And that's why so many Christians are stumbling over what it really means to live for Jesus Christ, because they miss too many rehearsals. They don't know the word. And the Lord said, I will give you a pastor. That will teach you with wisdom and knowledge and understanding of my word. I'll give you a leader. Well, my pastor not teaching all this. Well, move. You act like you glued to the seat. You act like you glued to the seat. Huh? They coming. So by the Jews... 
their Sabbath is still today, to this day. Any Jew that has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they still celebrate the Sabbath from Friday evening to Saturday evening. And by Christians on Sunday, Jesus Christ has given us a spiritual Christian Sabbath that begins on a new day called the eighth day. Every Jewish person that has not received Jesus Christ, their Sabbath is still celebrated on the seventh day of the week, which is Saturday. Jesus Christ's resurrection was on the eighth day, and this gave us a new Sabbath day rest called the Christian Sabbath. This is the day that came by the shed blood of Jesus, and it's on Sunday. It's on Sunday. How did we get it? Through the blood of Jesus. This is not uh, religious things being put into place. No, this came by the blood of Jesus. This came because he got up on Sunday morning. And I'm going to show you something. I'm going to be going. I'm going to try to. Holy Ghost, help me to keep up. Help me to keep up. I'm going to show you something. One little word. It just blessed my soul. We're going to give you scripture. We're going to give you scripture. Oh, yes. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you please go, thank you, Jesus, to Mark, hold on to Leviticus. Thank you, Jesus. Go to the book of Mark. You got to have a Bible when you come here. Now, when the spirit gets so high, then, you know, you will have enough word in you to come on, let's go. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm talking about when we go up. When we go up and we get happy, we go up and we clapping our hands, we go up and we dancing, we go up and we, we, we speaking in an angelical language. Come on, hey, you got to see. you got enough word in you to go up. Hold on to Leviticus, go to the book of Mark. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I bless your name. Let's see what Jesus said about this. Mark chapter 2. What did, what did Jesus have to say about a Sabbath? Did he even talk about the Sabbath? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Go to Mark chapter 2. Verse 23. Everything in the old is in the new. Everything in the old is in the new. Amen. Jesus Christ brought it all in, and I got a scripture that I'm going to give you. I'm just going to say this. You remember when Jesus said, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Do you remember that? All right. And where's the law at? In the Old Testament. So he didn't come to destroy it. He came to fulfill it. So as Christians, as Christians today, we're living in a fulfillment. See, the Jews who have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they still have the veil over their eyes concerning who Jesus is. Yeah, yes, Lord. All right, Mark chapter 2, verse 23, and it came to pass that, he went, that, when, that he went through the cornfields on the what? You ought to put that in yellow. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said, and the Pharisees said, 
unto him. Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, have you never read what David did when he had a need and was hungry? He and they that were with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abner the high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priest and gave also to them which were with him. And Jesus said, where it says, and he said, that's Jesus. And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Is that in your Bible? Amen. I want to take, I want to, we're, we're just teaching. Is that all right? Amen. Just give me a minute. I got everything right before me. I just got to, I wanted to show you something. There it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's right there. Okay. So Jesus spoke up. Somebody say that with me. Say, Jesus spoke up and told the Pharisees. Said, we have a lot of Pharisees today. You say, how you know that? You supposed to be worshiping on Saturday. No, we don't. That, no, go back and study your Bible. We, we, seven day Adventist is right. No, the Bible is right. Amen. <laughs> and Jesus said unto them, where it says, and he said, that's Jesus. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Listen at this, verse 28, very important key. Therefore, the son of man is what? Lord. What? Lord. Wait, wait a minute. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Anytime in the Bible where you see the Son of Man, that is referring to Jesus' humanity when he was in a body. When you see the Son of God, it is referring to his divinity. So this is Jesus saying, I am Lord of the Sabbath. And the word Lord means absolute power. Can I read you something? Amen. The Sabbath was instituted by God for man's benefit, not for his bondage. Jesus said the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath because the Lord had given the Sabbath. Okay? Because he gave it, he had authority to decide what was permissible and what was forbidden on that day. The Sabbath was never intended to stop works of necessity or deeds of mercy. Christians are not obligated to keep the Old Testament Sabbath. That was given to the nation of Israel. The day that we keep is the Lord's day called the Christian Sabbath. The first day of the week, which is Sunday. Sunday is not a day of legalistic do's and don'ts, but a day of privilege free from secular employment, free from secular employment. <laughs> Believers are to worship and serve the Lord and find rest for their bodies on Sunday. Now, what you going to do with that? All you Sabbath breakers, all you Sunday morning breakers, And right now we're having one service, one, just one, from 10.30 to 1 o'clock. And we act like, oh, my Lord, it's like taking out a tooth. Huh. 
One service. And it's, wait a minute. Not only is it one service, it's on the very day that Jesus Christ requires of us to come and study the word of God and to rest and relax. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, let us go. We're already in Mark chapter 2. We've read verses 27 through 28. Let's look at another one. Go to Matthew 12. I'm going to give you scripture. So you have something to stand on. All right, you need a Bible, or you need your iPad with the Bible, or your phone with the Bible. Okay? Okay, so we won't read this again, but this is Matthew, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 8. And it talks about the same thing that we just read in Mark 2, 27 through 28, and verse 8 of uh, Matthew 12 and 8 says, For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Okay? All right? Christian Sabbath. Man was made for God. We done forgot that. Say, I was made for God. I was made for God. All right? Man was made, mankind, that includes male and female. Man was made for God and for his honor and service. We don't forgot that. We were made for God. It's God that gave you that job. So when you have women, see, wait, I'm going to go somewhere. There are people that do have to work on Sunday. I understand that. But when you off, and I've always said that. I said, but when you off, you need to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. What are you doing? Exacting all your services on the Lord's day, doing whatever we want to do, and we're out of order. You're missing your rehearsal. Christian Sabbath. Man was made for God and for his honor and service, but he was not made for the Sabbath. God intended it to be an advantage to us. He made it for man. God made the Sabbath for us. He made the Sabbath for us. He created a rest day. He created a worship day and put us in it. He has some regard for our bodies in that they might rest and not be tired out with constant business of this world. Now, I didn't write that. I'm telling you, this is just the way it was. So it's hitting right where it needs to hit. So when I said I'm all about comfort, I don't mean I lay up at home. Lord, I've been so busy. But I'm telling you now, when the Sabbath come, I'm going to run up in here. I'm coming to church. I don't care how tired I am. Because I know when service is over, when God releases us, then he says now you can go rest because you've gotten the word. You've studied my word. You've been in the rehearsal. You can go home and eat till you fall out. If that's what you want to do. Say, but, but, but service comes first. 
said, come to the worship center first. The Sabbath was made a day of rest, a day of holy work. Did y'all hear that? The Lord calls it holy work. He says, when you come in and study my word and you use your pen to write my word and you use your hands to turn the pages and you use your hands to clap and you use your feet to dance and rejoice before me and you use your mouth to say hallelujah. He said, that's holy work. I like holy work. (laughs) All I got to do is sit in my seat, punch that clock. I'm here. I'm ready for holy work unto the Lord. I'm ready for my rehearsal, Lord. So when the millennium kingdom is set up, I'll know what to do. I'll know what to do. Because I've learned it on Sunday morning. I've been taught how to reverence God. I've been taught how to adore God. I've been taught how to rejoice before God. I've been taught how to carry myself. Why? Because the word going to tell me. I know how to live before my God. Why? Because the word going to tell me. Look at your neighbor and look at him real good. Say, neighbor, this ought to be the last time you miss Sunday morning service. So you getting the word. She caught that about shit. This ought to be it. This ought to be it. I'm going, you don't understand. I got to go to work. I'm talking about, they say this Monday through Friday. I got, okay, so you got to go to, to man's employment, but you don't have to come to God's employment. And you know you get paid, don't you? I said, you know you get paid in God's services. I can prove it. You looking at me like, oh, Lord, don't talk about money. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about money because it's in the Bible. Hold on to Matthew 12. Go to Hebrews. I'm going to show you get paid, baby, and Jesus pay well. And we're not serving him for the fish and the five loaves of bread. We're not serving him for the payment, but he does bless his people. Y'all better be glad I can't move. I got this mic up here. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, uh-uh, no, baby, because I don't want to, I got to teach, and today he got me uh, teaching and preaching. All right, let me show you. For all those who don't think you get paid, or oh, Jesus doesn't give us anything. Go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Please look at verse 6, Hebrews 11 and 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Him who? Jesus Christ, for he that cometh to God must believe that he what? That he is, and that he's what? A A what? What? Wait a minute, what? He is a rewarder of them that diligently what? That diligently seek him. Not the ones who come once a year to church. We don't, we don't see you to Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday morning. And then you want God, where my reward, Lord? You ain't blessed me with my house, my car, my money, my job, my man. (laughs) 
You ain't gave me no husband. You ain't gave me no wife. And the Lord looking at you, have you been diligently seeking me? Some of our Bibles are still, they still, look, some of our Bibles, we've had them for five years and they still look brand new. We blow the dust off of them. Come on, it's Sunday because Bishop said we got to be at church. No, Bishop ain't said nothing. The word of God said we ought to be in the house of God. The word of God said we ought to be in the house of God. And he said, I'm going to reward those who diligently seek me. That's why I don't worry about the rain, the sleep, and the snow. I don't worry about with my body aching. I know God see me honoring him. God, I want to get to the house of God. I want to be in your word. I want to be under your word, Lord. I want to serve you. I want to know how to please you. I want to know how to be a servant of God. How to bring glory to you, Lord, and not shame. I'll show you another one. Go to Romans. Hold on to Matthew. I'm going with the Holy Ghost. I say I'm moving with the Holy Ghost. Go to Romans. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Romans 12. And it reads in verse 1. I beseech you therefore brethren. By the mercies of God. That you. That you present your body. A living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. So on, on, on Saturday, I'm going to tell this body, we're getting ready for church today. Amen. And if I know I got to be somewhere to do God's work on Saturday, I get ready on Friday. Amen. Everything already ready. I do double time. So when Sunday come, I'm ready. He told you to do it. He didn't tell the pastor to do it. He didn't tell the overseers to do it. He didn't tell the prophets to do it. He didn't tell the evangelists to do it. Teachers to do it. He said, you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's just your reasonable service. To tell your body, get in line, we going to church. To tell your body, get in line, we reading the word. To tell your body, get in line. We going to have prayer at my house. I'm getting on my knees. I'm going to walk the floor and pray. That's your reasonable service. It's not for me to call you. Is you praying? Is you reading the word? Did you go over the scriptures God gave us? The devil is a lie. I would never do that. It'll be a cold day in hell. And so we know it ain't happening. He said, this is what it's for. And be not conformed to this world. That's why we got so many Christians conformed to the world. They're not getting the word. They don't want the word. Now, see, some people say they're not getting the word. But that's a lie. You can't even pay people to come to church. I mean, I'm saying to myself, are you... He says, and be not conformed to this world. So next time you see a worldly Christian... 
a, a person that's worldly, they, they're not called Christians, they're called carnal Christians. And the word carnal means fleshly. They're full of the flesh because they're not getting the word. They don't want the word. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed. How? By the renewing of your what? Your mind. What is your mind? Your soul. He says, renew your soul. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He says, I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove. Is that in your Bible? So you can prove what? What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? And we know in the scriptures, we renew our mind through the word of God. That's how you do that. And it says what's going to happen as I renew my mind, then I can prove, then you can prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know, preachers don't have to teach you how to be a Christian. The word going to do it. I'm not having no class 202. This is how you walk. This is how you talk. No, you need to come sit up under the word of God so you'll know how to be a good Christian so you can what? So you can do good things and do acceptable things and be in the what? Perfect will of God. So you can diligently seek him. So then you can get the blessings. We want the blessings, but we don't want to do nothing. We want Jesus to do everything, but I'm here to tell you, when he rode into Jerusalem, Matthew, the 21st chapter, and he went to that cross at the end, he's done it all. Yes, Jesus paid it all. Is there not a cross for us? Yes, there is. There's a cross for every one of us. The cross is to do something with your flesh. Tell your flesh, we gonna get in the word. Tell your flesh, we gonna pray. Tell the flesh, oh yeah, I'm going there. We gonna tithe. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Wait a minute. Let me help you out. He didn't say nothing about the preacher's pocket. He said, so there'll be meat in my house. Amen. What the meat is? The light, the gas, the water, the dumpster being emptied, the grass being cut, the beautification of the building. That's the meat. Shine for me, Anna. Oh, yes, Lord. Shine for me. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Robo Shata. Yeri, I see. Yeri, the Oshake. Yeri, the Robo Hashakata. Don't worry. I'm coming back to a known language. Before you pin me to the cross, you ain't supposed to be speaking in tongues. It says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh unto God and not unto man. But he that speaketh in a known language speaketh unto man. I'm coming right back and speak to you. Amen. Right now I'm having a little conversation with the Lord. Yeah, hey, yeah, Lord. Hallelujah, Yes, Lord. 
We're talking about the feast of the Lord and how Jesus Christ uh, uh, fulfilled the feast. How he not only fulfilled the feast, the feasts were completed in him, but also how he brought in the kingdom and he gave us a Sabbath rest. Not a Sabbath rest not to work or do good deeds, but a Sabbath rest from toiling to get peace with God. He says, I've shed my blood. Now you got peace with God. Thank you, Jesus. So the son of, the man, son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Yeah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Sabbath was made a day of rest, a day of holy work, a day of communing with God, a day of praise and thanksgiving and rest from worldly business, from worldly business. Turn them phones off. Put them computers down. Rest your nerve. I found out when I rest, when I come in on Sunday morning and I get the word, and then, you know, I read the word at home during the week, I found out I can function better on Monday morning. I found out I can hear better on Monday morning. I can transact business better on Monday morning. You can too. The shifting of that day forward to the first day of the week, which is Sunday, was to be in remembrance of his resurrection. It all ties in. It all ties in. So when we come in here on Sunday, the eighth day, the day that Jesus got up, the, you know, it is to remind us of his resurrection. The Christian Sabbath is called the Lord's Day. That's what it's called. And when you read the, uh, the New Testament, throughout the New Testament, that's what they call it, the Lord's Day. The Apostle John saying, I was in the spirit on the Lord's Day. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. All right. I want to show you something. What time is it, Lord? Okay. I want to show you something. Go back to Leviticus. Go back to Leviticus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Go back to Leviticus. Okay, yeah, I like that one too. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Go back to Leviticus. Mm, yes, sir. Now, let me show you something. There are seven feasts and a Sabbath rest. Okay? There are seven feasts of the Lord and a Sabbath rest. So this is what we have. We have the Sabbath. We have the Feast of Passover. We have the Feast of Pentecost. We have the Feast of Rosh Hashanah. We have the Feast of Yom Kippur. And we have the Feast. I'm going. Just a minute. And we have the Feast of Ingathering called Sukkot. The Feast of Tabernacles. Now, I, this, is, this is so awesome. When Jesus came, he fulfilled the Sabbath. He fulfilled the Passover. Yeah. 
He fulfilled Pentecost. But the last three have not been fulfilled. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Mm-mm. No. Let me show you how come I know. The Feast of Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. Every um, September in the fall, they celebrate their Jewish New Year. Okay? For the Jewish people, Rosh Hashanah celebrates the beginning of the Jewish Civil Year. See, they have two years. They have a Civil Year which is like our New Year's, and then they have the, the, the Holy Year, which is Passover. Because they say that blood started them a whole new day. How much more for us? How much more for us that the blood of Jesus has given us a new beginning? Amen? It is both a time of rejoicing as well as reflection and self-evaluation. But for the Christian, it is a reminder to be prepared for the rapture. Now, I ask you, has the rapture taken place? So Rosh Hashanah has not been fulfilled. Can I ask you a question? Before we even go any further, now I can ask you this one. Did Jesus Christ fulfill the Sabbath feast? Come on. We've been preaching this for three weeks. Don't be afraid. Did he fulfill the Sabbath rest? Yes. Yes. Because he brought in a new Christian Sabbath. He brought it in on the eighth day. That's done. But it's also where? In the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. But to this day, those that have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the veil is still over their eyes and they're still celebrating on Saturday. Because they don't know the word. But when Jesus came, he said, I'm what? Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah. I'm going to ask you another question. They also celebrate Pentecost. Wait a minute, is that right? Lord? No, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Jews also se- uh, celebrate the Passover. Did Jesus fulfill the Passover? Yes. yes, he did. Because in the New Testament, it says, we'll get there. It says in the scripture that Jesus Christ is our, has become our Passover lamb. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. But the Jews still want their temple built. That's what that's going to be all about. So they can go back to the temple and start slaughtering lambs for Passover. We live in a greater light. Yeah. I said we are in a greater light. The veil is no longer over our eyes. See, everybody preach about, oh, I want to get behind the veil. I want to go behind the veil. First, you need to get the veil off your eyes. (laughs) Now, I'm going to ask you this one. I'm so glad I'm here today. I'm so glad I'm alive. Watch this. Did Jesus fulfill Pentecost? Listen at him, Lord. Let me go over here. Did Jesus fulfill Pentecost? Because the Bible says, even John the Baptist said that. 
He said he was told by God the Father, the one you see with the Spirit remaining on him, he's the same one that's going to baptize with the Holy Ghost. What happened on the day of Pentecost? The Holy Ghost came. And I know it came because I got the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said when you get the Holy Ghost, you're speaking a heavenly language. You're speaking another tongue. I'm a living witness that Pentecost has happened. I'm a living witness that Passover has been fulfilled. I'm a living witness that Sabbath rest has come. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Yes, it's going to be order in the house. <laughs> what you mean, Lord? I'm setting everything in order. I'm setting my word in order in you. The Bible says we are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yes, I speak in tongues because Pentecost has been fulfilled. Don't try to bind me. As long as I'm preaching the word to you and you can understand me, then hallelujah. Jesus Christ has fulfilled Sabbath rest, eight-day Sabbath rest, Passover, and guess what? He fulfilled Passover on the same day that they were getting ready for Passover. I can prove it. It's in the scripture. That's why the Bible said they had to get his body down off the cross because the day of preparation was at hand. Well, what's the day of preparation? It was Passover. He came and he died on Passover. And the Jews didn't even know who he was. But we living in a greater light. We know who Jesus is. Order, order. It's going to be order in the house, said God. He said, I'm putting the order in here. He said, it's healing time. He said, I'm healing you. I'm healing your mind. I'm healing your sick mind. Shine for me. Shine for me, Anna. Hey, see. And see, there could be no Pentecost without Passover, y'all. Uh-oh. Come on, Holy Ghost. Go. Let's go. Seven feasts, one Sabbath. Shine for me. Uh, go to the book of Matthew, please. Oh, yes, please do. Please go to the book of Matthew. Higher, 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 higher. Take them higher. Yes, No. Wait a minute. I got happy. Wait just a minute. It might be John. Just a minute. That's my favorite scripture. I, go to John 7. Ah, that's it. John 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Somebody was asking me, say, are you training your successor? I thought to myself, where they at? Where they, gonna, where they at? I'm waiting on them. Because this ain't no joke. You want to train for this? <laughs> you going to put the drinking down, the smoking, the women, the men. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Because see, the anointing will not dwell in sin. That's why it couldn't have been no Holy Ghost without the blood. And I'm going to show you in the word. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Ah, shine for me. Go to John, the seventh chapter, please. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for the word. John, the 37th verse. John, chapter 7, 37. John chapter 7, verse 37. Amen. He says, and this is Jesus. He says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if anyone thirst, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake Jesus this spake he, that he is Jesus. But this spake he of the what? Spirit. Of the what? Spirit. Which they that believe on him should receive. Watch this. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet what? One what? One what? Ah! It means he hadn't went to the cross yet. No blood was shed. The Holy Ghost was still behind the veil. That's where God stayed. Why? Until the blood was shed. And even the Bible says today, we do not approach God without blood. What blood, preacher? The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood, washing yourself in the presence of God. He hear me anyway. No, he don't. You got to put the blood up. The blood of Jesus. That's why he said, wait, 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 wait. That's why the Lord said, thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name. Why? Because when God hears the name of Jesus, he know automatic it's the blood. She take them high you don't approach God without the blood that's why every sinner has to repent first it's not that he don't hear a sinner's prayer you need to repent first God loves everybody he loves everybody but you got to repent you got to bring him some blood the blood of Jesus I have to bring blood there's a certain way I have to prepare my body before I even come in here and preach. Uh, they didn't, you don't know that. Yeah, we just thought you'd get up in the morning, you take a shower with dye soap. Uh-uh. Not for the anointing. Huh. <laughs> Just waltzing ourselves up in the presence of God. Uh, he going to hear me anyway. Uh, really? Really? Is that in your Bible? 
No, we don't have to go to the book of Acts first. And somebody, you need to, you need to put, put the blue light on John 7, 37 through 39. Holy Ghost couldn't come until Jesus was glorified. Blood had to be shed. That's why we're able to get in his presence now, because of his shed blood at Calvary. That's why. That's why. That's why. Thank you, Jesus, for what? The blood. What do we thank him for? The blood. We thank you, Jesus, for our Sabbath rest. We don't have to toil anymore to get in the presence of God. Go to Romans. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for working with me today. Thank you for helping me today. Thank, thank you for helping me bring the word for us today. We need your word today. We need it because the world went crazy. Mobile and turned to Miami Vice. Guns and murdering people. Shooting people down in the street. Stealing, lying, living any kind of way. Uh-huh. Gas prices so high. Food prices high. And don't you let them tell you that lie. Oh, the gas price is high because of the war with Ukraine. That's a lie. Those gas prices are high because they're going to get their money back that they gave everybody. You better wake up. I don't care. I know you don't like me. I'm going to tell you anyway. Don't talk about our president. I ain't talking about the president. I said they getting their money back. And they knew just when to raise them. But, but, but the prices will go down closer to the fall because they know everybody got to drive in the summer. They know you're going on vacation. They know you're going on a cruise ship. They know you're going to drive from here to, to California. That's why a pack of bologna is $8. Because they're going to get their money back. It has nothing to do with that war. <laughs> we're supporting, we're going to pay the high gas prices. We're going to pay the high gas prices because we're supporting the people in Ukraine. No, you're not. Ching, ching. We better wake up. Christians are supposed to be wise. We ought to be knowledgeable in the signs of the time. And we know we're in the last days, and you all in KSL know we're in the last days, and I've given you scripture to prove it. I bagged it up with scripture. I don't have to stand here to my, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I see a date. I think I see a date. Oh, let me prophesy. No! It's in the word when the last days started. A true prophet prophesies the word of God because the word of God is prophetic all by itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! It's prophetic. Glory. Let me, let me. All right. Okay. All right. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But we should be praying for the people in Ukraine. And I want to tell you something right now. I don't know if you caught this. How far away was the COVID virus? All the way in Wuhan, China. Hold on. I want you. You better be praying. That virus, you know, God gave us a dream. And now it's just, I sit and look at the TV. I said, God, thank you. You know, I don't ask God for these things. But, you know, God gave me a dream. I came back and told you. I said, the Lord said, this virus leaked out of a lab in China. I said, they were working on these chemicals. That's what God showed me. And it leaked out. So I want to say something. They keep saying that Putin is saying he might use chemical warfare. And I thought about it. I said, wait a minute, Lord. If he released chemical warfare, do you think it's just going to stay in Ukraine? COVID spread. They said 19 billion people are gone. Over the entire world because of COVID. Everybody didn't live in China. So you need to be praying. I'm praying. Lord, don't let that man, don't let the devil use him to do that. Because if he release chemical warfare, that stuff is going to spread. Man is so determined to destroy this world. I'm so glad God never sleeps. I'm so glad God is still in charge. Because evil is definitely in our world. And I want to tell KSL, I know you pray when you hear a storm coming. See, you've been taught that well. You know how to stand up and bind the powers of the air. Okay, so we got to start doing that for everything else we hear. No, we need to be binding that spirit. Because I'm going to show you something. Here, Here we go. Here we go. Watch this. Somebody said, well, you don't need to help God. Listen at this. He told us in his word. He said, whatever you bind in the earth must already be bound in heaven. He said, whatever you loose in the earth, it's got to be loose in heaven. So when I agree with God and bind the powers of evil, it's already bound where? We got power now. Well, he's giving us power. It's in there. It, it, we have authority. He said, whatever's bound in heaven, you can declare it in the earth, be bound. But it must be bound in heaven. He said, whatever's flowing freely in heaven, you have the authority in the earth to release it in the earth. That's the word, y'all. That's the word, y'all. And we're his kingdom children. I want to show you that. I want to show you. Let me, I've got to get ready to, I'm going. Don't worry. 
Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, unmerited favor, every spiritual blessing, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Said the blood of Jesus brought into peace. So I have peace with God. By the, By the blood. You got peace. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Thank you for the Sabbath rest. I don't have to toil anymore to try to have peace with God. Your blood, Jesus, has given me peace with God. He pleased with me. Why? Because I'm under your blood. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can I show you something else? Amen. Go to Romans 8. Amen. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Romans 8, verse 1. And it reads, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, we can't stop right there. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So how, how is there no condemnation to me in Christ Jesus? I must be walking after the spirit. What is the spirit? The word of God. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law, uh-oh, that the righteousness of the law might be what? Oh, wait a minute. But, but they say, I say, he did away with the law. He, the law. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, babies. So guess what? Every time I obey what the Spirit tells me to do, every time I obey what the Holy Ghost tells me to do and what the Word of God tells me to do, I'm fulfilling the law. <clears throat> That's amazing. And the Spirit couldn't come until Jesus shed his blood. Amen. The Spirit is here. The Word is here. Every time you obey the Word of God and obey the Holy Ghost, you fulfill the righteousness of the law. So, see, people lie. Can't nobody live it. Oh, Lord. Can't nobody live it. If you obey the word, you can. If you let the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, lead you, you can. If you do what he tells you to do, you can. You lying. And ain't nobody told them. Just keep letting them do whatever they want to do and tell that lie. Oh, can't nobody live holy. Can't nobody. Oh, yes, you can. If you obey the word of God and the spirit of God. That's why the Holy Ghost is here. That's why Jesus told them, and I'm finna soon close. That's why the Lord told them, I will no longer write my law, the Ten Commandments, on, on tables of stone anymore. He says, I'm going to write them in your heart. How does he do that? The Holy Ghost. When you got the Holy Spirit, you got the laws of God. Somebody give the Lord a hand praise. I'm done. Give him a hand clap up in here.